We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on, everybody? It's been a week. It's been a full week. No podcast last week, and I missed it, man. And if you could see right now the situation I'm in, my guest, Ken, Aaron Quinn from Cover One, recurring guest, good friend of mine. Again, I haven't had a show in a week, and it kind of drove me crazy. I haven't taped anything in 12 days, so I said... I got to get something going here. Don't even know really what I'm going to talk about, but Aaron's the perfect guy for that because I can shoot shit with him. I've done it so many times. You're only hearing the audio version though. Guys, Aaron could see me right now. It's pretty bad. And and I'm telling you, (laughs) I always say, so when we don't talk for a while or like I haven't had you on the show, one of us, we always say, I miss us. We always say that, you know, jokingly, affectionately, I miss us. But don't take this the wrong way. I might end up naked by the time this recording is over Uh-oh. right now because I am a, I'm in an upstairs bedroom, essentially in an attic with paneling straight from the 1970s. Aaron could see it, including the ceiling, not just uh, some cross the walls. Stitch. I see some cross stitch hanging on the walls, maybe. Yeah. I'm at my parents' house, okay? I'm back in Buffalo, obviously, and... I am You're the blogger living in your parents' basement now. Congratulations. I am, well, basically their attic, okay? <laughs> this is basically their attic, and it feels like it. Paneling all over the place. Jesus photos and, and things literally from the 60s. You know, my parents are in their late 70s. My my father-in-law is 80. Uh, so, yeah, don't got my own place yet. I was going to go to my office to tape something, but there's a gym directly next to it, and it would have been really loud. So... The sacrifice for all you guys and girls listening right now, again, I am upstairs in a bedroom, no air conditioning, no central air, no nothing air. I do have two fans, but they're not on because that really messes up the sound. You know, that's an annoying sound. I don't want people to hear that. So I am sitting here literally sweating to death and dying to talk to you today. And my man, Aaron Quinn, what's going on, bro? Dude, you like, it wasn't even a hot day in Buffalo either man i don't know how you're gonna do it when the weather catches back up to real summer here we've had kind of a break in the summer weather and that room's gonna get real scorching when it starts to hit 80 again man (laughs) well i mean to be fair it's not comfortable i mean i did spend the last five years of florida so i'm used to heat and humidity however i'm also used to very cold central air in the house absolutely i am too good here's my thing you're living with old people dude their blood runs at a different temperature it doesn't bother your parents at all Right. Like that, it, 
they don't care. That's how their blood runs cold. So you're going to be stuck at that temperature. There's going to be no central air in that house ever. I, I'll tell you, it's, sleeping hasn't been that easy. But it, I mean, it hasn't been that bad because, first of all, like you said, it's been kind of cool out with the rain. At and night, stuff. it's cooling down. Too. Yeah, it, it hasn't been too bad. Plus, it's, it's not like I can't afford a fan. I mean, I do have a couple. I got a, sure. I got a, it's an old fan, but it, it's effective. I got a window fan, which does nothing. And then I no, have this, like, my my mother, God bless her soul, man. She bought me this little, uh, I think she got it from like Rite Aid or some shit. It's a little square air conditioner. Like yeah. you put water in it and it blows out and it those. works. It's like a desk AC. Yep. I put a chair, an old wooden chair from the seventies, like right on the side of the bed, about 10 inches from my face and it works. So I've slept all right. But like I said, I turned this all off tonight just because I didn't want the sound to be, you know, the quality to be shitty. But yep. anyway, I, I digress. It's been fun being back, though, man. I haven't got a chance to see you yet, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's going to change soon. Here's my problem, dude. And uh, I want to see you and I give you crap every single time I see you out eating wings. I'm straight up one of the hardest guys to get to do anything outside of my <laughs> house. Anthony Prohaska, who has a show on our network, Disguise Coverage. Great guy. I love it. He's had me on a show. I don't go on often because I just it's hard for me to get to go do anything like I don't know if it's my anxiety or I just want to hang out and sit and watch TV. But um, but I told my wife the other day, I was like, look, I got to get out of the house a couple of times. And there's two I really want. I want to meet up with Pat and just eat some wings with Pat and shoot the shit, not recording, just hang out. Yeah. And then uh, Anthony, I was like, I, I got to get out and go eat with these guys. And it's dude. I get, I start drooling every time I see your pictures of the wings. I hate it. <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of saved yourself there because I was going to call you out. I was like, all right, so all I got to do is tick you up on your offer and then you'll come up with some lame ex excuse to, to, to Probably. not go. I'll tell you what though, man, when it comes to this podcast that I have you on, I won't do this again. I'm telling you right now, this shirt's coming off at some point really soon. Greg I, mean, and I, will, I, I will drive it's... to your house. I will drive to your house. I will stand in your driveway with my gear and I will tell you to open up your window and I will just yell back and forth with you and hit, hit record and tape something if I have to before I do this shit again. Come pot of me. Here's the nice thing about where we are in Buffalo. Uh, the sun goes down a lot later here. We could do the show on my back patio, me and you, crack some beers. Let's do it, man. You heard it. Can't take that back. I'm going to make a clip yeah. out of it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Outside back patio. My kids so the- might ruin it, but we'll see. <laughs> so the plan was this. So here's the plan. Uh, we came back to Buffalo. Well, I'm back in Buffalo now. My son's back in Buffalo now. My right. son is staying at his aunt's house. Heading to school soon, though. Yeah, pretty soon, in about a couple weeks. But for now, he's staying at uh, my sister-in-law's house, which is a perfect setup for him because his cousin is actually an arena league football player, and he's playing, ironically, down in Florida. So he took over his room, and he's got the central air, and he's got his own gaming room. They got a hot tub. So, yeah, dude's living it, man. He, he's got yeah. it made. I'm the one... God, I love my parents. They're the best people on the face of this earth. But this is not, it's not idea for podcasting and it's, it's not idea for just living, but whatever, sure. man, I, I get used to it. I have had fun though. First week back. It, it was yeah. fun. I didn't do a show last week, which by the way, I, I mean, you, is you that your show longest stretch? What's your longest stretch last without week? recording? Last, was it? I think in three years of doing this show, I think there's twice that I went a week without doing it. What, the first time. I don't remember when it was, maybe around Christmas time, but I know I was traveling and I did a best of, which in hindsight was kind of whack. It's like, who are you to have a best of? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who am I to have a best of? So I just re-aired a couple big shot interviews, yep. you know, and, and called it a day. But at least I put something out, which I should have done this past week. I did nothing. I didn't intend that ahead of time. Like when I it's came okay here, to 
Now, take a break sometimes. Once man. I, yeah, once I got in, man, I said, you know, I, I really want to take this week and uh, just get my feet wet and get used to things again, get comfortable, um, go on and eat some wings, which I did three different times. Uh, but yeah, man, that's uh, it felt weird not having a podcast. Now, you, of course, do the Cover One podcast or Buffalo podcast with Greg. I know you guys take some breaks here and there, but so Don't I'm not asking me. you if Greg you take, doesn't breaks. take breaks. Yeah, well, you do. But yeah, <laughs> I do. Well, my point is this do you? I know you take breaks and you, you know, you're open about that from time to time, maybe get a little bit burned out. You just don't want to recharge the batteries, but like yeah. when you don't podcast, like say for you, like for going a week for me, it, it drives me crazy. Like I couldn't wait to get my gear open and uh, talk to you tonight. But like when you go a week or two without doing, do you start to miss it? Like how long do you have to go before you're like, man, I really want to do a podcast. I, I miss talking and, and taping. This time of year, uh, I, could do i could take a month or two yeah. off this time of year just because they're not for our podcast is so specific right like that's why i like doing your show because we there's some other topics that we talk about it's not just bill we'll touch on bill stuff but there's some other stuff sure greg and i it's real specific and that's what our audience expects out of us right they don't want to come here greg and i shoot the shit about wings and r&b singers right they want to just hear about bills and, and get those breakdowns. And so this time of year, it's hard to fill an hour. Sometimes we're doing the positional breakdowns, which you can stretch I saw those that, out. I saw, I saw last week's episode. You struggled yeah. through the offensive line. I mean, you didn't struggle. You were fine. But my point is, I, I know that's it. one of your, no, yeah, yeah, that's one of your least favorite things to, to talk about. Cause you've talked it about is. this. You don't, you don't, it, you don't know that much. You don't, you don't try to pretend you're an offensive line expert, but anyway, I did watch yeah, and, that episode. And I won't lie. And I don't expect the, the viewers to think these are our best shows right this is we're stringing out content it's good content to talk about it to create some good conversations you forget about some guys get excited for camp but oh, this time of year sucks dude i could take a month off a couple weeks i'm gonna go back home to maine for our summer vacation i'm gonna take those two weeks off and i won't even think about it uh but coming up here is it gets a lot of fun again with training camp so then you do start to to miss it during the season i can miss a show we do the two shows a week i'd right. be pissed when i have to miss a show for that because you're, you're just in the thick of it so yeah, it, it depends on when in the year it is, but I think it's okay to take breaks. One of our shows on our network just took two months off uh, after the season, and they're going to start back up here as, as camp's getting back in the next couple of weeks, and that's okay with me. I think there's a lot of pressure to keep shows going, and I believe if if you're going to just do the content for the sake of keeping the content up versus putting out good content, then that's a tough line to walk if you're, if you're just trying to stay consistent. But I think you've got a good setup because you're – you have interviews, you have topics, you, like, yeah. you, you haven't pigeonholed yourself to just one niche topic that you have to talk about for whatever, 70 something weeks a year. I, I say it all the time, man. I have so much respect for the guys like Greg and, and Bruce who, who do one they or two grind, shows man. and they go on they, everybody else's they shows. Grind, but as much as, yeah. And, and I respect the hell out of that. But then somebody like Joe Marino, man, that dude just next level. During the Every regular day. season, I'm like, all right, I could do that. I think if you really wanted to, you could do that. Not as good as Joe does it by himself. I'm not trying to say that. But sure. if you you would have the ability to come up with content and topics to talk about throughout the regular season for sure and be able to have, you know, 20, yeah. 25, 30-minute shows four or five times a week. But, yo, oh. when you get once you get past the draft, the way he still grinds out, and not just content, good content. He comes up with some good yeah, you shit. Gotta you do. And you got to find topics and like research some like off ball topics to get conversations going to stand out. And he does. I see a lot of the the stuff he does is different than what a lot of people yeah. are, 
or doing I mean, Anthony Brahoska. He does it for a living too, to be fair. I mean, this is his job. There's a lot, a lot of pressure. Yeah, for a lot of a lot of us, it's a second gig, and some people sure. it's just a flat out hobby. So yeah, but I mean, just shout out to Joe because he does such an it's awesome a grind, job. man. Whether it's it for is. a living or not, we did locked on for a season. Uh, Cover one was lo- the lockdown when we first got the podcast started. And we backed off because even with there was like two to three of us that would do it. We had Nate Geary would rotate in just to get an extra set of hands because it's hard to do a daily pod. And we weren't even doing daily then. I think we were doing three days a week was the most we were willing to do. And they were like, nah, you got to do, you got to do the whatever every single day. And we're like, nah, we can't. it's too much, man. It's, it's really hard work. And it doesn't work if it's a group of people, right? It's got to be a solo guy on that gig or the money doesn't work to make it a full-time gig, right? Sure. Like, so it's a grind, dude. My hat's off to him. Uh, and I think, though, there's more than the monetary. People really appreciate what he provides to the community. There's a lot of writers and parts of the Bills community that I think if they stop doing the things they're doing tomorrow, the market's so saturated that it wouldn't go totally like it might go unnoticed that they're sure. gone i'm one of those people i think i could back out tomorrow and the that hole is filled by people in the market uh marino's not one of those guys he, if yeah. he decided to stop tomorrow there'd be a big content hole in the in the bills market i absolutely agree and by the way you said the name nate gary a, a good segue into something yeah, he's all right yeah he's all right man well i'll tell you what so this is dropping tuesday hopefully people are listening to this tuesday morning or uh afternoon and if you are come out to mulberries on tuesday night because i'm actually doing a show with nate gary you're hanging out with Wings. Nate gary before you're hanging am, out with me i well i oh am not just God. not only am i hanging out with nate gary on tuesday night if you hope again hopefully this is uh you're listening to this early enough to know but i am launching a new weekly series within this podcast called the finer wings club and every wednesday or thursday i'm gonna have a podcast episode with the guests or sometimes multiple guests at different wing spots. And we're going to sit down. We're going to eat some wings. Am I in this group? Am I in this you, club? Of course, you're, you're absolutely going to be in the final wings club. I have to, how can I not let you in there, man? I was going to say, but, you're going to let Nate with his food takes in? You're not going to invite me? Yeah, because you know what? His food takes are worse than mine. So, uh, you know, he, he can you gotta keep, of, yeah. you know, <laughs> Punch down. Make it, make it worse. Right, Punch exactly. Down. But what we're going to do is every week, so I'm going to do the Finer Wings Club every either Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not quite sure what set date it's going to be yet, but we're going to drop an episode. We're going to be at a different place each week. We're going to have wings. We'll talk about those wings. We'll talk about the place that we're at. We'll, you know, talk about the city of Buffalo, whatever's going on around the city. And then I'm sure we'll transition into some sports talk. But anyway, I'm kicking that off this week at Mulberry's, which I've, ne- I've, I don't know if you've heard of this place. It's in Lackawanna. And they're famously it. known. They're very well known for Italian food. I never knew them for wings. As I it turns never. out, as it turns out, the guy who's an owner there is a partner also at Sunny Reds, which is a place that I really like a lot. And uh, he he set it up for, for us to tape there. And there's these wings there called the Trey White wings that Trey White, I guess, had a hand in making, like creating some kind of sauce or Man something. Many so, goalie. All pro cornerback, <laughs> wing dinosaur, man of many. I have no idea, man. I have no idea of what I'm in for. But uh, anyway, Nate and I are going to try those wings. And so look for that episode on uh, on Wednesday. Do you go? Now, you said you don't go out very often. I mean, you, you you know, you fuck around a little bit and, you know, you bitch about people like me not asking you out. But you said you would go out with me. Like, yeah, I'll go out How often man. do you go? Dude. All right. So I've been back for what? I don't know. A week now? Eight days? I, I've already went out for three different wing places already, man. 
Yeah. That's how much, how often do you go out for wings? Not very often. Uh, that's got, I, it's, I want to go out more. So when I, I moved here in 2012 from Maine, I had been to Buffalo just a handful of times. And when I was, we were moving here, I was obviously much younger in 2012 now. And, uh, I was telling my wife, I was like, I'm going to be at freaking wing joints every night. Like, that's what I'm just going to do. I'm going to be in Buffalo. And like that first year and a half I was out similar to you. I think if I was on Twitter and taking pictures of food, they would have seen me out all, all the time eating them. Yeah. But nowadays, man, just like lifestyle with the kids, it's hard to get. I don't want to take the kids out. No, uh, you're I, right. I want to throw that out there. I didn't mean to cut you off, Aaron. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. So that in fairness to you, I mean, I'm busting balls a little bit. We all bust each other's balls. That's what we oh, do. Yeah. yeah. But that said, it is a lot easier for somebody like me to go out three, four times in a week and get sure. some wings and have a couple beers where somebody yeah. like Aaron has ch- young children, young you know, children your, your family's just started, your family's just getting you know, going. So, and on top of that, yeah, you have, you have a lot of parental responsibilities, sure. you know, you, you, yeah. you're staying home with the kids. So you don't get that opportunity to go out all the time. So it's I'm not, not just often. messing with you. Right. Yeah, it's not as often. And, uh, and also, man, I, I love two things, wings and beer, but, uh, I'm trying to lose weight and those things are wicked hard on <laughs> losing weight apparently. Uh, yeah. and, but I do make wings at home still. My kids love them. I smoke wings and air, air fryer fryer? wings and stuff. Yeah. I got the air fryer going, uh, and I like making wings and stuff, but dude, I, I want to get out every time I see you out or anybody, uh, Marcel is always out eating wings. I just saw Matt Perino posting from Barbell the other day and I'm, and here's the thing is my wife doesn't, she's fine with wings. She likes, they're okay. But like, I'm always like, yo, let's go to Barbell. And she's, she's like, I don't know. Let's go somewhere else. Like, let's go, let's go yeah. to some Mediterranean place. And I'm like, ah, if you don't, so, and, if, and if you don't care about wings that much, you're not going to really wait in a busy place and, and yeah, take longer yeah, right. to eat if, if you don't care about them that much. Marcel's out of town this week, by the way, because I was, I had reached out to him. Originally, I was going to do the first show with Nate and Marcel, but, uh, He's out of town. Well, anyway, I did have three places and I just want to really briefly hit on them. I said, when I start having these places, I would just spend a minute or two talking about them. I'm confident you haven't been to any of these places, but uh, I'll mention them anyway. So last Thursday, I went, bada bing. Have you ever been there? Downtown? No, Chippewa? I didn't even know that was still open, man. It is. Well, they moved. I guess, I guess right. they, they used to be at Delaware and Chippewa. Yeah. Their building got like, is that big, beautiful building on Delaware. The Delaware North building was bada bing, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. 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 So uh, I had those wings. They were, hot. I got hot wings. They were hot. They're all right. Is it like a dive bar? Is Bada Bing like a dive? No, 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 no. It's it's actually it's nice, man. It's nice. I would. It always say, looked dive barish on the outside. No, the it's, location. It, it, it's nice, man. It got nice TVs. It's a nice setup. Um, the wings. I, I again, I just got regular hot. Marcel said something about Italian wings after the fact, but I didn't see them, so I only got regular hot wings. They were hot. They were okay. They were good, but. I saw a lot of other people eating and for, and then I started talking to people because I usually talk to people at their bar. Like, what do you like? What this and that it, it, like getting regular wings is like the wackest shit on their menu and they're not bad. You know what I mean? But like, they're known right. for these sandwiches. I, I like Antonio on the grass. Maybe that's the owner's name or something like that. Uh, but they got a, a good steak. I've had their steak pizza before. Awesome. So really? it's a nice place, little pricey because it's downtown, which is another yeah. thing. I don't know about you, but I'm a divey bar guy. Like I'm the guy who goes somewhere because it's like two fifty or maybe three dollar points. Of, uh, I'm a cheap uh, ass. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm a cheap ass too. So I got I got a single order wings, two beers, two pints, just domestic, blue light, and then uh I had one shot of Jameson and I bought my uh, other friend a shot of uh, I don't know Jim Beam or something like that. It was like forty two dollars for the bills. Like what? Let's go shots. Yeah, well, prices are up. Each. Everything's up. It is, and I and I 
tweeted wings out something. specifically. Wings yeah. Big right I'm cheap. I'm cheap and I'm not used to paying bar, bar trendy prices. So whatever. I bitched about that a little bit and took some heat. But anyway, Bada Bing was pretty good. Next night, I went to Kettles. Kettles never. is... I've heard of it. Evan I've never Road. been. Yeah, yeah, it's right near I've the stadium. So, I've yeah, parked yeah. behind it a bunch of times for games. Right. So you know exactly where it is. It's two yeah. minutes away from the stadium and where O'Neill's and Prohibition and Big Tree is. I said, you know what? Maybe it's like this a is a hidden... from the fire department there. Yeah, yep, yep. So yep, I said, yep. you know what? Maybe these wings, maybe these will be a hidden gem. Everyone always talks about O'Neill's. I've talked about them. Big Tree, nope. They I think it's a better suck. tailgate parking spot than it is a restaurant. Look, yeah. Look, I don't like the Barrier Bar, and there's a lot of things I like about that bar. Like, they got a nice side patio. It's an sure. older crowd, which is up my alley, by the way. I don't want to go to a bar with a bunch of 21-year-olds anymore. I'm just, yeah. I'm too You're old not going to the Nate Gary bars. Right. I'm not going to the, yeah, I'm not going to Nate Gary bars. I'll go eat wings with Nate, but I'm not going to the club with Nate, with Nate Gary. But yeah, older crowd, really cool people, pretty extensive extensive menu they got live music all the time like i said a nice side patio that's kind of blocked away from abbott so it's a cool bar to go to but don't get the wings if you're gonna be in that area and you gotta have wings go to o'neill's or or big tree those were those were pretty terrible and then saturday which i'm sure is another no for you but imperial pizza that's on abbott in south buffalo i've had imperial pizza i haven't had their wings okay uh, i don't like their pizza and that's yeah. why I never had their Somebody wings. got it at a party or something I was at once. It's very popular. And I, this is blasphemy. Like, you get your ass whooped in South Buffalo for talking shit about Imperial Pizza. Straight up. If you go, you tell the wrong person, they're going to start fighting with you with their boss's Celtics jersey on and, you know, shit like that. People but, don't want to hear my Buffalo yeah, Pizza. Yeah, they don't want to hear about it. But I, I do want to say this. So I had wings. I had, I only got a single order. They gave, I had five medium, five, I don't know if you saw the picture on Twitter. Five medium, five char barbecue. A single order should be a dozen. I asked for, I asked for saucy, okay? I always ask for saucy. Tuesday, I saw that. These were the sauciest wings. It wasn't even, it was soup. They were wings that were basically ducked in It was like soup. a bone like, broth. Yes, it, absolutely. It was. I'm going to tell you though, the medium wings were good. I didn't mind the extra sauce for the medium wings. I actually, I put more stock in the medium or hot wings, traditional wings. I think those should matter when judging a place than fancy signature wings. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Because every place has medium or hot. So that's kind of more of a fair comparison. Judged on your tradition. Yeah, tradition. I like yeah. the medium. The, the sauce was fine. It was tasty. They had a nice little heat to it. The char barbecue was completely ruined because those are supposed to be charred, man. And they, there was so you much sauce. You can't have too much sauce and char. Yeah, completely drowned it out, man. Completely drowned it out. So 50-50. Like the, I thought the medium were good. The char might have been good, but they just made them wrong, man. So I'll, I'll never know. But what I wanted to say is they remodeled that place. It looks fucking amazing, man. Really? It's got a nice bar, nice dining room. They had a patio open, like kind of a, like a garage patio. There was someone playing acoustic music. The prices are okay. I mean, a little bit expensive, but not bad. Nice vibe. I was like, damn, I could have started hanging out here, man. Yeah. Really cool I place. Say, I, I agree with you that I, I see a lot of people going to these places and be like, this is the best wing in the area and it's not a traditional wing and that's cool, but it should have its own category of non, like this is the best, not Buffalo version of a wing. Um, because I do that. If I go to a place and I'm going to judge them on their wing, I'm going to go with the traditional. As far as the sauce, I commented on your picture of that too, because that looked like too much. Um, and this might get me beat up a little bit, but I don't hate Duff's and they have a ton of sauce too. Like I don't love Duff's. I don't get the hate. For duffs that much their their wings are fine when i bring people there they like them uh but they're that they dump that stuff in sauce too i agree i like i don't i don't hate on duffs at all my only issue with duffs is that if you're gonna call them medium 
let them be medium. Like meet them really hot or mild or really medium. Like those wings to That's me, my at least to me anyway. Too. Yeah, they run hot. And I trust me, man. I sweat when I eat. I have yeah. Like, if as you would think as often as I had wings, I'd be completely immune and tolerant of of the heat. But I still I have to have a little towel near me, man. I I get glistening real <laughs> real quick. But uh, yeah. anyway, so you're not. We're going to talk bills, by the way, for everyone listening in a minute. I'm pretty sure that goes without saying. But before that, you're not originally from Western New York. No, sir. Right? How, nope. long, how long have you been here? 2012. So what is that? Nine years. I'm going on a decade here. Uh, Christmas. And where are you from? Uh, so uh, born and raised in Connecticut, moved to Maine from Maine to Buffalo. So I've spent about... About 15 years in every place I've lived and now about 10 in Buffalo. All right. So not, it's, it's different with us because you've been in Buffalo longer than I was in Florida. So it's not really, you know, a fair comparison, but like if you ever get a chance to get back home and I don't even know how long it's been, but like, how do you, how do you feel when you get back? When do you feel weird? Cause I, I, I can't really, ex- I don't know how good I can explain it right now. I'm happy yeah. to be back home in Buffalo, but I, I also, I feel weird right now for some reason. Uh, so I have not been back for extended periods of time, really last trying to think last year, uh, was 10 days this year. We're doing two weeks. That'll be the longest we've gone home for any stretch. Uh, but for us going home is a vacation, right? Like we're there and it's visiting people. It's running around, driving around, visiting people, hanging out. We have a place up on the beach. We're at the beach the whole time. So it's nice. There's a bit of a distraction. I feel like if I was back in the town that I grew up in and was like living there again, that would feel weird because all my friends like lives have sort of not moved on. We're still all friends, but like they it's different lives 12 years ago than it is now. So like jumping back in and being like, Hey, I'm back. Like everybody want to hang out. That'd probably feel, <laughs> feel weird where I come back now. It's more of an event. Everybody comes to see me. We all see each other. We hang out, drink beers. It's a great time. Um, but I'm not there permanently. See, that's where I feel different when it comes to the people in my life. Like I spent five years in Florida and you know, for quite a while that, that I've wanted to come back to Buffalo. We've talked about it some on the podcast. I know we've talked about it off the podcast before. So this was something that I was kind of angling towards for quite a while. But when it comes to the people, like you said, if when you go home and the people in your lives, people have really moved on and done different. I don't feel that way. See, the people in my life in Buffalo, and this is not a criticism of Buffalo, man. I love Buffalo. I'm so happy to be home. This is my home. But I feel like nothing changes. Like, See, that's where I disagree. I, I feel like people, the people that I knew five years ago, and I'm not just talking about my like my close friends, and I'm not trying to suggest that nobody ever does anything with their life and that everybody's life's boring. That's not what I'm saying either. It's just things stay still more in Buffalo than I think they do in other places. Spending five years in Florida was such an eye-opener for me, just how fast things change and people move around and stuff. And then you come back home, and if I go to O'Neill's or if I go to Imperial or if I go to Joker's in Lackawanna, wherever I might go, it's going to be the same crowd doing the same shit, which I'm part of that people. I'm sure and there's, I, some there's something to be Right, and there's yeah. something to be said for that too. I mean, that's not necessarily a criticism either. I'm sure there's some of that. Uh if I were to go back home and like go to the local dive bar, I'm sure I'd still see people that I saw there 12, 15 years ago doing the same shit. Uh, I think that like in Maine, I think people get stuck 
in those ruts there too. Uh, I'm just thinking of my immediate circle, which is pretty small. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm not good at having friends. So I have very few of them anyway. Uh, and those people that were not back then, we were just like sitting around smoking weed, hanging out like that. We moved on from that sort of lifestyle. Um, but I could see how a lot of people get, get stuck in that too. If I was to live at home, I bet I'd see more of that. I really would encourage anybody out there, if you're in your teens or if you're in your twenties or early thirties or whatever, I guess it don't even matter what Any you are. If you could do it, no matter how much you love your town, whether you're from Buffalo listening or wherever you may be from, get out and go somewhere else for a while. Go live somewhere else. I agree. Be- because I, I really, first of all, one or two things are going to happen. You're either going to go somewhere else and you're really going to fall in love with where you live and you're going to want to stay there forever because you're going to think it's better or you're going to realize how much you really love the city that you're leaving. In my case, Buffalo, you know, and just a lot of things that you take for granted that you really don't think much of. And then you don't have it for a certain amount of time and you go back to it and, and it just makes it better. It just feels like a, it feels like a win-win. I'm, I'm so happy I'm so happy to be back in Buffalo and I'm looking forward to being able to like right now, again, I'm dying in my mother's 1970s room right now, ready to take my shirt off. Talking it's a to sauna. You Zen- Just think of it as a sauna. <laughs> it's a sauna. Yeah. And talking to you right now on Zencaster, but I know that we're going to hook up and we're going to go sure. out and have some wings, whether it's to do a podcast or whether it's just to hang out and have some beers and shoot the shit or whatever. So I'm very grateful. and very happy to be home. I want to make that real clear, but I did come to love Florida over the last year and I hated Florida for like four years, man. I really, I I feel like I I changed in a way, you know, like I'm, I didn't come back. I'm not the same person I was five years ago. I know some of this because I'm moving changes. I I agree with you that everyone should do it. It does change. It does. People in Florida, at least the people that were in my life in Florida were nice. They were so nice that it almost felt like not authentic because you know, me and you even, you know, we have a nice relationship. We're not the best of friends. We haven't been friends for a long time, but we know each other well enough that I could bust your balls and you could bust my balls. That's the way New Yorkers are. That's the way we are in Buffalo. The whole Northeast, we're a little tougher. Sure. A right. little meaner. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's what I'm saying. My friends, they love me. I love my friends. But, uh, you know, we fuck with each other all the time. We yeah, we're all cynical shit. bastards. Yeah. Like, people in Florida are like, man, this is your friend? They say this. I'm like, yeah, that's my friend. He's telling me to go fuck out or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. But, like, people out of Florida were, like, the complete opposite. I didn't know what to do. It's like, man, you guys are phony. That was my attitude for quite a while, but they're not. They're just, I don't know, I guess genuinely nice people. The winner, I think the. I think it's the winner. I think growing up, evolution has made people from the Northeast hardened to <laughs> tough climates. There's that New York attitude. There's that Boston. It's just attitude. A bunch of fucked pricks everywhere in the Northeast. We all think we're smarter than everybody and we're all passionate and thick headed. Uh, and you just got to be to get through the winners. That's funny. People. So I've been talking about going back to Buffalo forever on this show. I'm back and I was like, yo, this motherfucker is talking about shitty wings. He's talking about people being assholes in Buffalo. Just wait till it gets to be winter and I start bitching about how cold You're gonna it hate is. It. You're going to fucking hate the winter, buddy. <laughs> I know I'm going to. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm going to start you off with a Bill's question here. Uh, how much do you care, if, if you care at all, or how much stock do you put in, if, if any stock at all, about people's rankings when it comes to your team? Obviously, your team being you know the Buffalo Bills, whether it's the Bills as a team or whether it's individual players and how like, they stack up. You know, whether it's mainstream outlets or, or other local media outlets, whatever it may be. Like when you see that stuff, whether it's a podcast or a blog post, whatever it may be, Pat's Power Reggies on Twitter, whatever it may be, like how much stock do you put in that? Do you give a shit what other people say about your team or not? I don't give a shit at all. I really don't. I don't care about anybody's opinions on rankings uh, of the team where I enjoy the interaction of shitting on people's rankings uh when i think that they're terrible like uh, objectively is not a good ranking i like to go in and shit on them i like to rile up fellow bills fans uh when i see some of those rankings and you know be like oh how dare they uh, but i don't care i don't give a shit i do like the ones that make the bills look good just like any fan i'll uh and there's definitely some guys that hold their opinions hold more weight than others where I'm more interested to see what their rankings are, even though it doesn't hold weight for me. I'm more interested just to see what, where their opinion lies. But at the end of the day, the rankings are it's filler content for this time of year. I enjoy a good power ranking. Um, there's so much that goes into to football players that it's just, there's not worth fighting over, I guess is what I, that if you don't agree with a ranking, who cares? It's really yeah. not worth fighting anyone over. It doesn't hold that much weight. All right, well, it's filler content, so let's uh, fill a little content right now because mm. I want to get a couple of your takes. I want to reference back. It was a couple weeks ago, uh, PFF put out their top 50, and I, I got some of the stuff at least in front of me, and I want to get your thoughts on three specific Buffalo Bills and where they were ranked. Let's start with the quarterback. Um, so again, it was the PFF top 50 list. Josh Allen was ranked 40th overall um, for the purpose of quarterbacks he was ranked fifth and ahead of him uh, Patrick Mahomes was second overall Tom Brady was seventh overall Aaron Rodgers was 10th overall and Russell Wilson was 22nd overall I guess I could kind of tie in what was it today ESPN had a a power rankings as well about their top whatever quarterbacks and I think Josh Allen was fifth on there too so I think he was fifth on some ESPN power ranking today I can't remember who put it out there but he was also fifth with PFF. Do you feel like that's accurate for where he is right now? Because I look at it, I'm like, oh, we're not going to debate Mahomes. That's stupid. And I don't think we should debate Aaron Rodgers, assuming he plays, because to me, that's almost equally stupid. Tom Brady, uh, you know, a lot of people, especially Bills fans, might want to shit on him being that high. But 
if you really look at it, and I look at the numbers, dude, 40, what, 43 years old? He did throw for 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions last year with Tampa. And he won the Super Bowl his first year with the team. So I'm okay with him being, what's he there, second quarterback, I guess, seventh overall. But what about Russell Wilson? I guess that's what I'm kind of getting at here, long-winded, because Russell Wilson was fourth on both PFF and uh, and ESPN. Do you think right now, today, going into 2021, if you're compiling your own list, that he should be ahead of Josh Allen? Like, Where do you think Josh should be right now? So these are tough because I think one thing that goes into power rankings is you got to understand uh, where is the person that's doing its head at and how they're determining their rank. Like where's the weighted values, right? Is it historical performance? Like who we know this quarterback has been over a period of time and that we're banking on that historical consistency? Or is it the last time we saw these guys, how good were they? And going into this year is the last time we saw them. Who's the best going into this year? I think there's a few ways that when you're doing these power rankings, you can slice your foundation, like where your bar is, uh, where you're starting your graph. And so I don't know where the, this writer was starting from. I think if you're making an argument for Russ being ahead of Allen, you're taking in the historical precedence of how he's performed and that you're, you're banking on that type of consistency and that something's changed in Seattle and, and he can they can continue to let Russ cook. They fell off a little bit towards the end of the season last year, but Russell was having an MVP caliber season up until they met Buffalo, really. like Once they played the Bills, things started to go downhill for them a little bit. But going into that game, I remember the, the um, show before that game, we were terrified of what Russell Wilson was going to do to the Bills defense because the Bills were a little bit suspect in the past game. Uh, they had some of the bigger receivers, and we had, seen, we had to go back and watch what Russ was able to do. Um, he's kind of an enigma. People either love Russ Wilson or they they don't think he's that good. And I am one of the guys that I do think when he's at the top of his game, he's a top three quarterback in, in the entire world. I think he makes throws other guys can't. I've seen it over a more consistent period of time than Josh Allen. But I think based on his performance last year, and if you look at what the Bills have done in bringing everybody back, maintaining that floor like we talked about, if you're going off of when we've seen them last and where these teams are at going into 2021 and trying to project, which is hard, I, I would still have to, I'd have to put Allen in the top three. Like I know Brady had that great season or had to still had a great season, but at some point he's got to hit a wall. You got an ascending player who's really on the cusp of being in the same conversation as these generational talents like a Mahomes and, a, and Aaron Rodgers, but he needs to certify that here this next year. And I, then I think he kind of jumps the, you know, next year it won't be a conversation is Russ better than him. If he can put back the back seasons, I think it's the, the lack of consistency that is going to keep these people that are doing power rankings away from putting him over Russ. Now I agree with your take a hundred percent about how it could be subjective. And is it historical? Is it present? Is it projecting in the future? I'm going to say this and I'm just going to ask you straight up. So I'm asking you 2021 this year, Right now, I don't care about 2022, and I also don't care about 2019 either. Right. Or 2020, I should say. Right. Or 2019, I guess. Right now. So I, we're both going to agree that Mahomes would be number one. Sure. Uh, uh, beyond that, though, like for this year, and forget, again, forget about the future. You you are drafting a team right now, and you got one year to win it. Where where does, do you have Tom Brady ahead of Josh Allen right now? Right now, for this year. Uh if I'm trying to win a Super Bowl this year, 
these questions are tough for me, man. I, cause I always go with the vet that I know. Aaron, if you ask me Brady or Aaron Rodgers, like I've seen them win a Super Bowl before. Like I've seen them win those big games. It's hard for me with Allen though, because I, I do think Allen presents such, he's such a unique physical weapon. And if he can perform at the, the type of production that we saw a year ago, if that's who he is, that type of production with the type of weapon that that guy is, man, I'm taking him every day of the week just because Brady can be made one dimensional. He's got a lot of weapons around him. Those weapons need to stay like he, everything needs to be perfect around Tom Brady. And I said it the other day that there's no perfect roster, but Tampa Bay is probably the closest to it. We've seen in the NFL in a long time. Like they've got stout, Every position group's pretty stout and they know where they're going. So that favors Brady. I think if you put Brady in any team to win a Super Bowl, I don't think his formula works everywhere. But I think, you know, this probably comes back to the conversation of is Diggs propping up Allen or is Allen propping up Diggs? But I think Allen would have more success with more teams in the modern NFL going forward. You are so good at deciphering questions that I ask you and painting scenarios, which is 100% right. Like you're really good at taking a general question and making it more specific because I think the right answer would have been exactly what you said. All right. Are you talking about a quarterback this year? Who's going to get the Tampa Bay bucks roster? Cause then I want Tom Brady over Josh Allen. Cause primarily it's like, just cause he can just up, drive right? that boat, all, all the weapons. But yeah, if you're going to, to take a team that's okay, like I think, put it this way, even, well, I don't want to say the bills. Cause I think the bills are good enough that Tom Brady would come put Josh Allen on the dolphins. Yeah. With exactly. Would Tom Brady be better than Josh Allen on the Dolphins? I really don't think he would. But anyway, it's not so much Brady versus Josh Allen, although that's fun. I, I've heard from when these rankings came out, it was much more about Russell versus uh, Josh. And and I'll say this, if you're going to pick one over the other, the criticism for Josh, or I don't want to say the criticism, but what you could say against Josh to put Russell ahead of him is say, all right, well, Josh Allen's looked great, but he's only had one great year. He had a right. very mediocre rookie season. Understandably so. He is a rookie and not a lot of talent. Terrible and he was o- team. And he was yeah. decent in 2019. He was awesome last year. But I'll tell you, I looked this up real quick, and then we're going to move on here. I don't want to take too much more time. Uh, Russell Wilson, three and five in his last eight playoff games. Three straight losses. And I and I went back and I watched like some highlights from these. Pretty lousy uh, last year against the Rams, I thought, on their playoff yeah. game. Yeah, mediocre. And against Dallas in 2018, he did not play that well. And he was lousy against Atlanta in 2016. So he's been outplayed his last three playoff losses. And of course, Josh Story outplayed him, I think, when they played against each other last year. So I, I don't know. Like you said, it's completely subjective and maybe stupid. And nobody cares. And here's but- the thing, though. Josh had a good, a pretty good Colts game, but he didn't play great in any big games yet in his career. He had that nice drive at the end of the Cardinals game. He's played good in big games. Uh, but last year, the Chiefs game during the regular season was his worst game of the season. That was the biggest game of the season against the best competition. The Titans game was not a great game for him either. Right. Again, some of the best competition. So I don't know that Josh has the advantage of performing well in big games yet. Yeah, that's a very fair point. But he is, I mean, we agree, and so does ESPN, so does PFF. He's a top five guy, so maybe he's yes. four and possibly yes. three. For and sure. he's only 24. Yeah. Now, Stefan Diggs with PFF was in the top 50. He was ranked 45th overall, but he was only eighth among wide receivers. Yeah, that's Ranked stupid. higher 
Adams was fifth, Hopkins 17th, Tyreek Hill 18th, Allen Robinson 34th, Julio Jones 35th, AJ Brown 38th, and Michael Thomas 44th. All ranked ahead of uh ahead of Stefan. I tell you, man, me, I, I got digs. I, I'd say no lower than four. Man, I, I'll give you Adams, I'll give you Hopkins. Uh, I think he's right there with Tyreek Hill. Uh, after that, man. I think it's yeah. No, I I'm gonna get I think he's right there with Adams and Hopkins. Like, I think he's in the conversation. And I think if you told me any one of those guys was one, two, or three, any mixed order, I'm okay with it. And you can make an argument across the board for any three of those dudes. Um, I think A.J. Brown's up there, too. I think that uh, I could see a scenario where I'm making an argument for him. I don't think Tyreek Hill's not even in there to me. I, to Maybe towards the bottom of the top ten. Tyreek Hill, I don't think he's a, some complete receiver. He's a very special weapon. He's a super unique weapon in the NFL. He's very productive. Uh, but I don't think that he's like one of these top wide receiver guys. I think if you took away the other weapons Kansas City has, he'd still make some big plays. But if all you had to do was focus on taking him away, you could do it. And uh, I think teams tried to do that with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs took over games last year like just put i I point people to that pittsburgh game second half of that pittsburgh game unstoppable the the steelers knew the allen was just gonna drive the ball to digs straight down that drive and you just couldn't stop this guy uh i think it's he's a little underrated from being in buffalo um they had a historical season we've had some great wide receivers here and i think i'm not shy about this i think stefan Diggs, talent wise is arguably the best wide receiver that's ever worn a Bills uniform. Not he hasn't put up the production as a Buffalo Bill, but I think just talent-wise wide receiver, he might be the best to ever wear a Buffalo Bills uniform. So I think he's a conversation for those top three guys. I think it's an insult that he was at, what was it, eighth? Yeah, he was eighth. Of wide receivers? I, I think that's insulting. It is insulting. And I hope he again, puts that up in his locker room. <laughs> and again, with Josh, you can go on him having one good season. Stefan Diggs sure. was not a one-year He's one been productive. He had 102 catches in 2018. So he's done yeah. it with Kirk Cousins. So he's done it before. Last guy I wanted to hit on. Splitting with Adam Thielen, too. Splitting yes, production. splitting with Adam Thielen. Yeah, absolutely. Trey White, top 50, not even ranked. Five corners were, though. So I, I want to list the five that were ranked. Again, Trey White was not. Uh, Jerry Alexander from Green Bay was 14th. Jalen Ramsey, 16th. Marlon Humphrey, 29th. Bryce Callahan from Denver. 36 and James Bradbury from the Giants, 47th. No Trey White. Is that, I, look, Buffalo fans have accused PFF of troll jobs at times. Do you feel like this is one or do you feel like there's some legitimacy? Like maybe Trey White's not quite a top five corner. No, I think when you're dealing with PFF, you're dealing with the way that they dissect the game. And they, if you look at how they grade uh cornerbacks it's not favorable to a guy like trey white they take a there's they uh if you don't get targeted they use that against you like in their grading system trey white's never really graded out well with them but he does everything very well for this system and i think it's a tough system for a star cornerback to play in because you're not going to get a lot of situations where you're going to shadow a receiver and man up a guy and shut him down like jalen ramsey gets those types of opportunities to go one-on-one with julio jones and stuff like that and i i believe that there's a little bit more difficulty into the way trey white plays the game to play in zones and debate quarterbacks in zones i think it's harder to do that in the modern nfl uh, with the way these quarterbacks process things, I, I think that it doesn't get recognized by PFF. So I understand why they 
don't give him the credit that we as Bills fans believe that he deserves. But he did a little bit have a down year compared to his all pro season a year before the entire Bills secondary did. So I can see him being ranked outside of the top 50 to people that aren't, you know, watching a lot of Bills games. But I think it's with PFF, I think it's because of how they the things that they find important about that position, I, I think hurt Tredavious way, but I think most other people would probably have him in that top five cornerbacks and the young cornerbacks in the league. You heard how Jalen Ramsey was just talking about him, that he would love to play with Trey white because he thinks he's so good. I think people around the league respect him as a top five. Let me run down real quick. Their top 10 list. This was again from a couple of weeks ago. Some people listening might not have uh, seen it. Number one was Aaron Donald. Two was Mahomes. Three, Travis Kelsey, third overall Quinn and Nelson four. Devontae Williams, five, Khalil Mack, six, Brady, seven, Bobby Wagner, eight, George Kittle, nine, and Aaron Rodgers, 10. Do you agree with one, Aaron Donald being number one, and is there anything in there that kind of, that stood out to you when, when you hear that? Uh, yeah, I do agree with Aaron Donald being number one. I, he might be the best athlete on the planet besides Simone Biles there, the uh, gymnast. Like, Aaron Donald's yeah. a total freak. Um yeah, he's incredible. So, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, nothing, I don't think, totally stood out. Khalil Mack seems high for the lack of production he had a year ago in Chicago. He His impact in Chicago is fading. He had that, you know, he came out with a bang, but he hasn't been the franchise-changing player that they traded him to be. That really changed the, the course of that franchise. So I think that might be high uh, for him, but nothing else really stood out to me. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. Aaron, Aaron Donald has to be uh, number one on any list. I respect that guys like Kelsey and Quinn and Nelson and, and Bobby Wagner, guys that aren't well. Kelsey's talked about, but Nelson and Wagner, guys that aren't talked about quite that much. Being in Bobby Wagner is so incredible. Yeah, at his job. great he's player. So it's one. That's one of Bruce Nolan's favorites. Bruce has said he's got he's like a Hall of Fame type player. He wouldn't be surprised if he's in Canon. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's a question. I think he's yeah. No, I think he's going to go down when his career's over. He'll be one of these guys that you hit it on the head. He doesn't get the accolades and talked about enough. But I think when we look back at his career, we're like, Jesus, he was just so consistent. Like this guy was probably one of the better linebackers of his generation. Let's end this by uh, have one more question for you. We'll be a little bit of a worry words here. So it's the second week of July. We're getting close to training camp now. And uh, I want you to identify, at least, I mean, not without diving deep. I mean, we've got your podcast for, and I got future episodes with that, but Identify a couple things about the Buffalo Bills when I say this team right now. About the Bills going into camp that might cause you to worry a little bit. Maybe not to the point. I don't think there's anything about this team that's stretching you out and and giving you sleepless nights. But a couple areas, even if it's just one area of this team, whatever it may be, something that you at least got you know the the, the radar's up a little bit on you when it comes to having a red flag or two. I'm gonna be that like gif of uh, what's the guy on Aladdin where he pulls the list out and. Rolls the list. I, I have a lot of worries about this team because I am a worry where I'm a Bills fan that has been beat up and slapped around by this team for 20 years. Uh, even though there was a lot of success last year and every indication is that this team is heading in the path of success, I still have this trauma of 20 years that everything's going to go sideways at any point and it won't be good anymore. Uh, so I have a ton of concerns. One we touched on sort of here tonight is Josh Allen going to certify for us all that last season was who he is. Like he is that quarterback that's trending in the right way. I don't know if we're going to find that out at camp, but that's a worry of mine. And oh, another sort of associated Josh Allen. 
I think he might have benefited from no fans in the stadiums a year ago. I know this probably sound crazy to a lot of people. No, it's but interesting. I, I think he gets real amped up, dude, and we didn't see it last year that much. I think he's big games. Uh, you know, even the days they did have fans, it was limited fans uh, pretty much across the board until they went to play KC. So I, I think that's a concern of mine with Josh. Uh, and then outside of that, I, I really think we're probably good at quarterback. I have concerns about the entire running back room. I don't know if Zach Moss is going to be healthy. I don't know if Devin Singletary is going to take the step. I'm not going to get all hyped up for Singletary over pictures of him flexing muscles. I hate that, dude. It never works so out. I. We see it. It never works out. Guys work out every offseason. It doesn't always make them better. Um, tight end. I'm super not necessarily concerned, but that's a, something I'm going to be watching closely. Is Knox going to take a development mental step forward? Is that something we're going to see in camp? Is that going to be a battle that drags on because nobody takes that job and neither one of them are that good? Um, interior offensive line is a concern for me. Interior defensive line is a, is another concern. Cornerback two. We think one of these, we think Levi or Dane Jackson is going to win. What if both of them aren't that good, right? Like I think there's a, I think Levi's fine. I think that he's adequate. People somehow have taken a couple of nice plays from Dane Jackson and think that he's automatically better than Levi. This could be a really bad problem for them this summer that neither one of these guys are good. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, Edmonds' development, I think, would be the next, the, the only last thing to see is he ready to take that jump to get into that conversation of some of these top linebackers. Look at Aaron, Aaron Quinn, the worry work. I'm a worry hey. guy, man. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm looking forward to to camp in part because again we get through this off season and and we talk about a variety of stuff and it's always fun. But talking Bills and just seeing action is what it's really all yeah, about dude. as Bills fans. So I'm really looking forward to your podcast, you and Greg, once then twice a week when there's actual football stuff to talk about. Some of these concerns that you're outlining, I mean, you ultimately won't find out until the regular season, but you start to see some hints of stuff anyway, at least going on in, in camp and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to, to listening to you on this show. And of course, the show you do with Greg, which is awesome, man. Uh, thanks so much for doing this, buddy. And uh, yeah, dude. You know, well, Go first cool podcast off. back. Hey, uh, I will in a second, man. First podcast in a week. And thank you. You know, I got to say this too. You, you're really good at, I could get you 90% of the time on short notice. And you don't usually say, well, you'll come on, but only, you know, I'll come on, but we got to talk about this and that. You never even say like 10 minutes before the show. Like, yeah, so what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Like, well, I don't know, whatever. But you know, I appreciate you, buddy. I love hey, you, man. man. Anytime, dude. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.